Okay, are we ready to go? <laughs> Let's go. Hello, welcome to Soul Discovery with Kelly. And Kelly. We are back with another podcast today. As promised, we're going to talk about projection. And our own, we're going to talk about some of our own personal experiences and we're going to go through some definitions and share some information. Yeah, that's right. Share information. From one of our favorite resources, which is the Ascended Masters Teaching Foundation. Yep. Anybody can look it up. Highly recommend. <laughs> that, that the Ascended Masters Teaching Foundation got some of the simplest and best information out there on the Ascension process, on the Ascended Masters, and actual mechanics of how things fit together. Not mental gymnastics, not mental assumptions, or um, by, you know, yeah. Just oh. go and look it up. Yes. Go and look it up. You'll see. So the definition of projection that we're going to share is where you take a thought and project it onto your body or onto someone else. These can be preconceived ideas, assumptions, and unspoken expectations, which are the playground for the undisciplined mind to project onto yourself or another person. Another another way of uh, explaining that is projection is basically any judgment. Anytime you judge yourself, you're projecting onto yourself a preconceived idea of reality not based in um, truth or emotional responsibility. Because when you're projecting, you're not actually being emotionally responsible. You're not actually being mindful. You're not actually being aware of what you're doing. When we are projecting outward onto other people, it is because we are A, judging, or B, in a defense program where we are seeking to control our external world so that someone else's information and or presence does not loosen our grip on our preconceived uh, notions of reality, our biases, and our ego and shadow attachments to uh, basically being emotionally irresponsible. Right. Yeah, some stuff I've been reading recently, which is interesting because it's things that I've worked on for a um, long time, but it really in the last few months, because I realized that there was something a few months ago that I had broken, and then feeling you know frequency wise how my body was still trying to create it and using the outside world to trigger me back into that energetic space yep. and a lot of the blood tests even I mm. had, the bioresonance scans that I had for the last few months was all talking about unprocessed stress and exhaustion Right. So having an exhausted nervous system from holding your space against things for a long time. Yep. But then how if you haven't processed it all out, then your body is still operating from that space. Your yep. physical body is yep. remembering. And this is why we talk about all the time that you cannot bypass the physical body. No. You have a physical body here for a reason. It is such a key to your healing such a wonderful tool to your healing if you understand how to listen and there's listening that happens on many many layers and you have to know whether or not you are listening to the stories that you have in your head yep. about past events or people yep. and if it's just a story mm -hmm. if you can change that narrative 
or even down to the fact that you can actually hear frequencies. You can hear frequencies in your body when your yep. nervous system's out of yep. alignment. Yep. But in order to get to that point, there's layers that you have to go through. So you cannot bypass the physical body. Mm, it's like it's like having um, multiple earmuffs on. Yeah, that's a really right? good way to put it. Yeah. Or you have e yeah. each time you take off, like say you got like 19 or 20 mm -hmm. earmuffs stuffed stuffed over your ears. And you're trying to hear what someone is saying and you can, you can kind of make it out because you can see their lips moving and you know enough about words and lips moving to kind of understand what they're saying, but you can't actually hear them. So we can't actually hear ourselves unless we remove the layers of judgment and preconceived biases and preconceived ideas about reality based on cultural conditioning, family conditioning, trauma, personal choices, personal decisions to believe in stories, basically all the earmuffs, you got to dig through all of them so that you can actually hear your body clearly because your body is your primary source of information, not your mind. Mm. Your nervous system processes all the information. Whereas your nervous system, it's in your body. It is not, not out in some astral field. It isn't. You have astral connections. You have an astral body surrounding your physical body. And one thing people seem to not know, and I've asked, I've been asking a lot of people or, and digging to see if anyone knows this. Um, but a little secret is that every single one of your energy bodies has a corresponding layer of physical tissue inside your physical body, around your bones, underneath your skin. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you are actually wanting to access the information that is in your energy field, you have to go inside first to make sure that your body is capable and open to accessing and receiving the information from that energy field. The only way you can do this is through physical movement or physical discipline of some kind. You cannot think yourself into the information, into receiving or integrating the information. Because integration is always physical. This is what people call ascension symptoms, except it's about integrating information. You're going to have symptoms, good or bad or intense or less intense, depending on how open yeah. your body is, how open your mind is and how relaxed your body is and how used to it and how, literally physically how strong your body is. Exactly. Well, and we talk about people being in their head, quote yep. unquote. Yep. This is where the mind gets overused yep. because we think and we overuse the thought process. The analysis, the, the mental analysis. analysis. The mental analysis all the time. Because here, this is I we've talked about this before, that your thoughts have weight to it. Yes. So if you're thinking these thoughts where you're not worthy enough or you're not good enough or you have that program kind of running in the background or you're always trying to prove yourself to other people yep. that you have to be better, that you that you can do this, that you're something yep. special, whatever it might be, that's actually low quality vibration. That's right. Because the quality of that thought actually depends on your vibrational state or it, it um, changes your vibrational state. Yes, whether or not you are in agitation. So what people don't understand is that the literal molecules 
vibrate depending on your thought process and the purity of your thoughts and your feelings. If you are very clear, then you will have a very high vibrational state. If you get hooked or hijacked into judgment or anger or fear-based emotions of any kind, you will actually slow down the electron spin of the electrons and the molecules in your body, which makes you feel heavy and or tired. And this is why sometimes we get tired when we're actually processing and integrating information is because when we're integrating new information or we're healing, we get tired because we have to purge mm. out the dense energy. And that in order to do that, that has to come to the surface physically. So we have to feel the density and the weight of that heaviness, of those judgments, of those emotions, of those thoughts and those forms that we have been hooked into as they move out of our energy fields. Mm -hmm. And to quote from one of the books that um, is at the Ascended Masters Teaching Foundation, the quality of perfection and maintenance of life in a human body is always under the conscious control of the will of the individual occupying it. That's right. So you... That's right. And you alone are responsible for the maintenance of your body. And we give our power away all the time without right. even realizing right. it in really big ways and subtle ways. Like yep. for a long time, I gave my power away to my doctor, for example, yep. where I had physical pain. I bring it to her. I tell her about it. And then I stopped talking to her about it altogether because she just kept telling me that there's nothing wrong with me. Except that somewhere along the way that I found out 13 years later that there was a scan done that showed a small hernia. No. But because she or another doctor who saw this scan determined that, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. No one told me about it until it got worse and worse and worse where no. I couldn't ignore it anymore because my quality of life was really being affected by everything. No. And... So that's just one example where we give our, I gave my power to someone because I thought they were correct. And I was not listening to myself yep. Yep. and honoring myself yep. because I was, oh, let me see what, what, what excuses could I give that I was a busy mom that yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. have time or that, oh, okay, because I wanted everything to be okay. And I wanted everything to be okay so much that I let someone else convince me that it was when it wasn't true. Yeah, we live in a world where we have institutions that we've been programmed to give our power away, such as the medical institution. And if you have lived through the years of 2019 to 2023, you will have witnessed a great deal of this happening. What we have to understand is that there are information institutions, such as the medical institution and other um, institutions, that have important information, but we have been conditioned to give our power away from a very young age, mainly through family dynamics. Because it's through family dynamics that we learn to give our power away to our parents and mm. the main authority in our lives. And this is not to say that you shouldn't, you know, listen to your parents. This is about understanding the conditioning that is involved growing up in a family unit 
where we begin to believe certain things as true because they are normal within that family unit. Mm -hmm. And this will affect our ability to discern what we are stuck in or not. Mm -hmm. And depending on the family dynamics and how much room there was for expression and our mutually supportive two-way nonviolent communication, if it even existed in the family unit, will determine our ability to understand our own internal dialogue or not. Right. And how our thoughts are affected by our family conditioning really goes to how much we are affected in terms of our quality of thinking and our quality of feeling and primarily our quality of being able to wear, be aware of both our feelings and thoughts and how they're affecting us. Yeah. So a lot of times when, when I grew, grew up, for example, what I wanted to do as a mother mm -hmm. was quote unquote, save my children from what I went through, yep. which is a complete and utter uh, I can't even think of the word. Like it's incorrect well, it, assumption. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's caretaking. It's caretaking. Oh. Be and I'll tell you why. Because my children are not going to have the same life experiences that I'm going to have. So the idea that I have that I can save them from what I went through is bogus. Because what I need to do is work on myself to release the things that I, or the impact of the things that I went through. Because that's my trauma. That's right. And that's my conditioning. Mm -hmm. My children are going to have completely different life experiences. So if I can learn how to unpack my trauma and have those skills, I can give them those skills. I can teach them those skills. But it isn't to save them. It's nope. so that they know how to master themselves. Mm -hmm. Because me saving them from anything is never going to work. You can never save someone else. No. Nope. It's like being on an airplane. What do they tell you? If the oxygen masks come down, you put your own on first. Because if you pass out, you can't help anybody around you. you know, you've now become a liability to everyone else around you because you didn't take care of yourself first. And this, I think, is such a huge thing that's going on in the world and with even spirituality. Because earlier today, we were having a discussion about how I don't even want to talk about things in terms of the word spirituality anymore because it's been kind of hijacked in the way yeah. that we have to save the world or save people or save people and it's like or change people or give them yeah you actually change the world and you change the vibration of the world by changing your own vibration yeah everybody has to do that you can get support to do that because we give people support in that but we give people tools that's right so that they can go home and use those tools. Now, hopefully they use those tools and we know some of our students use those mm -hmm. tools and how they use those tools might be different than the way they use them. But that's why I'm a big believer in like tools. Oh, here's I know. The, here's yeah, the whole, here, here's box. The whole box. Well, what, yeah. what we were also talking about too, is that um, you cannot actually lead a spiritual life without discipline. Yeah. The only way to actually be connected to source is through discipline, is through mastering your thoughts and your feelings. And the only way to do that is to be connected to your body in a positive, healthy way, which means that you need to have some form of physical exercise to bring you into the physical present moment. 
not the thought form, not the feeling, because you will feel present by being present in your physical body through movement, movement of any kind. It can be yoga, it can be martial arts, it can be weightlifting. But you have to understand that the reason why you are doing something is to be aware. Not for the strength, not for the endurance, not for the muscles, not for the tone. It's because you're using it as a tool that it's supposed to be to reach for your maximum potential of mastering your thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your body will give you the feedback that you need that will teach you to understand your thoughts and feelings. You can get triggered working out or doing yoga or going for a walk. Doesn't matter where you are at when you're doing something physical, it's going to move your blood, which moves the energy in your body, which if there's any stagnant energy or stagnant thought patterns, those will come up to the surface when you are moving, working out, doing yoga, Pilates, whatever, mm -hmm. because your body is the most direct way to understand what you are feeling and why. You cannot magically think your way into understanding what your body is feeling or what you are actually feeling because your ego and your shadow are going to try and hijack you at every single opportunity to keep you from actually feeling your body, which then reduces the quality of your vibration, the quality of your thought forms, the quality of your ability to feel because your ego and your shadow are hijacking you into some drama or some judgment or fear-based experience. Yeah. I, and I know for me, there's been a lot of decisions that I, I've made like this past week when I had something triggered in a really big way and I wasn't expecting it. I had to stop myself like, and I've been practicing this. So it's not like, oh, this week it was like a new thing. I have, you have to practice in layers and you're going to, is that I felt, I suppose, I don't know if threatened is the right word or, or just, um, triggered to feel that oh I, I needed to do something or I wasn't doing enough or something like that and what I did was I had to step back and go okay I know that I'm just triggered I have to let this burn out because this is a long-standing program so I couldn't make important decisions from that space because let's say 20 years ago when I would be triggered the way that my ego would feel better and I would fakely calm down my nervous system because it wasn't real yep. is i would make all kinds of decisions i'd be like oh if i do this yep. okay that's good yep. or i had all kinds of con contingency plans for things yep. so if i had plans upon plans upon plans my ego felt better yep. and it would fool my nervous system into thinking that i had changed something when i really safe. hadn't and that i was safe yep. so it didn't feel safe <laughs> this week right. Right. to feel that but I knew um and honestly there was a couple of times where I went to try to do something and it was like no I could feel my head get tight and it was like I am not making a decision from this space because I don't feel good and I don't have to yeah. and I kept telling myself that and telling myself that and then after you know the the purging and everything this week it was like it really doesn't matter what you choose to do just try something yep and it was like oh okay so this is where our mind can get caught up in thinking that i have to live a certain way yep. because this is this is what but it's serving your ego that's right and it was like the messages i received were like it doesn't really matter you do have these skills so try something 
Does this work? Does that work? Explore your life. That's right. That's see what it's not fits. about trying to make it fit. When you're trying to make it fit, you're in your head. Yeah. When you're trying to make it fit, you're you're forcing reality to bend to yeah. your will, which has actual severe karmic consequences. If you are exploring to see what fits instead of trying to make things fit, it's an entirely different reality. Like for me, when I was first starting out in my 20s to uh, devote myself to my discipline, I went vegetarian and then I became vegan and I realized that I couldn't be vegan because my genetic makeup made it impossible to uh, keep food in me. Mm. Okay. Because I needed meat and fat. I've got First Nations blood in me. Right, yeah. And I and on my my German Mennonite side of the family, I'm missing an enzyme in my gut. Mm. And with my First Nations sensitivity to sugar and to the inability to process alcohol. Right. Except I, I do have like a high threshold or high tolerance apparently from the Irish side of my family. <laughs> Um, you got a lot of I, ancestry. I know. Head. I know. It's like <laughs> sort of. So in terms of yeah. the, the, you were talking. You know, uh, I know I'm talking about genetic makeup, but genetics is all energy and how energy is uh, used by the body based on your genetic programming and the genetic stories that your body is telling itself. Right. You know, this is where we get into the realm of biohacking, and biohacking is just about understanding the energy that your body is using based on its programming so if you understand that your mind and your heart are the key your thoughts and your feelings are the key and to not let yourself get caught in a judgment or projection and to discipline yourself against projecting outward judging others letting fear hijack your mind into worry or over planning overthinking everything and i know i say this I'm saying these words and just because I'm saying these words does not mean that I do not understand how hard it is to actually do these things. It is very difficult and very much a challenge to change the way we think about something, especially if we've grown up with it and it's normal in our family unit, yes. in our family story. It yes. is very hard to break family bonds, especially when it comes to how we view our bodies. Because there's so much conditioning to keep us from actually exploring how to be safe in our bodies, people stay stuck in the mental analysis of information and experiences and events and think that they are leading a spiritual life when they have no connection to their body, they've never done anything physical, mm -hmm. they've never trained anything. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that you need to go out and be an extreme, you know, weekend warrior or anything like that. <laughs> this is just about make a regular habit of doing something physical three times a week maybe for 10 15 yeah. 20 minutes just do something physical yeah practicing so like a practical example too i can give for my life is making decisions from a place of anxiety where let's say um for example money mm -hmm. decisions about money mm -hmm. decisions about work <laughs> about making money yep. that for whatever reason, it was always um, worried about when I was a kid. And so I was conditioned to believe through no nobody's fault. It's just the way it was. But the way I grew up was that I was conditioned to believe that money 
and, and bills and that kind of thing was something you had to worry about. So I just had this conditioning that I can't just think about it. I can't just, you know, pay a bill. I can't just, you know, I have to feel secure because I, 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 I did all these things to try to create security for myself because it was such a constant worry. And over the, the years that I've been doing my work, that I had to learn how to retrain my nervous system to accept abundance because it was always a flow out. Yep. And if it flowed in, yep. it didn't stay. And that was a belief. And But it takes a lot to retrain something like that when it's so deeply embedded. Yes. It isn't something sometimes, like some of these things you can reprogram right away. Sometimes you can you reprogram yourself over time. Because depending on your circumstances, like you and I have talked about, sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is pay the bills. That's right. What are you going to do to do that? Yeah, exactly. And how are you going to bring... I was giving my daughter the other night an example of when I made decisions from a place, and I was thinking about this too, is that when I became a voice actor, for example, there was a company that wanted to hire me, and they wanted to get into this and help indie authors get their books and audio. Well, I allowed myself to get taken advantage of because I didn't really know my worth in that regard. And, and how I should value myself as a voice actor. I really just wanted security. Yep. I wanted money. Yep. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to do it. Yep. So I made the decision to work with them. And then they asked me, oh, well, you also have to do sound engineering. And that's a whole other ball, ball of wax other yep. than just... <laughs> just, just recording your voice, just recording and, voice yeah. and sending it to someone, which is what I had been doing before. I did learn how to do that. Not well, but I learned. It was enough to to get them out there. But there's a lot of books out there that I wish I hadn't done because a I was pushed to do it for time they're not great quality because I didn't know how to do the engineering and the engineering should have been done by someone who actually knew how to do it yep so but at the time I did the best I could and then I ended up not working with this company because they then wanted me to train other people to to be voice actors and stuff and I was like first of all I'm not really getting paid enough to do what I'm doing right now mm-hmm and this is, I think that this was all rushed into really fast and there's a huge blow up. And then I was like, oh, but I realized in that process, what I, the energy that I had attracted is because what I put out there was basically desperation. Yep. I had yep. put out their desperation and then these people were like, yay. And it was how I allowed myself to be taken advantage of. I don't blame them. I mean, they're responsible for how they, they acted, and I don't really care about that anymore. What no. I cared about was the fact that I had made a decision from a lower vibrational state because I really just wanted to feel secure. Right. So that's a real-life example. So you're projecting onto yourself your desperation. Yeah. yeah. Other people's shadows are picking up on it and projecting back at you over use of your time and energy. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So the more I learned how to value myself... Yep. Then I was able to attract things and people and projects yep. over time. But I had to let that go. Mm -hmm. And that took a while. Yep. That took a while. That was, for me personally, that was not an overnight thing. Well, from what you've told me but, in terms of the, your family stories, that desperation and or drama yeah. has been a long-standing family dynamic. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the projections from our family that we normalize and we don't clue into we just 
think that that's the way life is. Our actual projections and stories and programming based on other people's trauma that we adopt as our own. Mm -hmm. And this is why being able to listen to our bodies and being able to understand this whole concept of stories and projection is so important because sometimes family stories are all about reinforcing the programming. Mm -hmm. And sitting down at family dinners, people get into this mode of telling stories or competing with each other, which is basically throwing projections around and judgments around to validate one's ego. Mm -hmm. And people don't understand how what you can even have as a normal family dinner conversation is actually about reinforcing the projection of the family drama stories onto ourselves, onto others, so that they can validate your ego and your shadow programming. And this is what shadow gets us to do all the time. Tries to anyhow. Yeah. Until you develop discipline. Yes. Against it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about that. We like, That's a good example you gave was like going to family dinners. Like that family is also one thing where because they've known you the longest, yep. it takes them a lot longer to accept that you've changed Yep. because they don't want to believe it. Especially if you haven't gotten along with family members or there's always been drama or you've reacted in a certain way. They don't want to let go of that idea that they have about Oh, no, because everyone likes their little bubble of comfort. Right, because if they had to let go, if they could, if they saw you differently, it would require them to see themselves differently. Yep. And a lot of people don't want to see themselves differently. No, people don't. But if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you do want to see yourself differently, which is why you're here. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, I mean, this is why, you know, it's important to listen to how stories make us feel, how people make us feel, how we ourselves make ourselves feel and what that does to our thoughts and the feelings in our heart and this is why physical discipline is so important because it will give you a baseline of being physically present with your information with your stories with your feelings that is yours and yours alone and Mm -hmm. is only influenced by you this is why I love Qigong. This is why I love the martial arts because of so much solo practice mm-hmm. is required to actually develop skill that you develop a very intimate relationship with yourself and a very profound level of listening to yourself is required in order to understand the movements that you are doing properly. And as a consequence, you develop an ability to listen to your mind the dark places in your mind that we hide from, the fears, the judgments, and to burn them out through practice. Yeah. Through holding space against them. Accepting that you are not that judgment, you are not that fear, you are not that anger. That you are actually hearing and seeing the information and that you are accepting that there is a projection that you have normalized, that you are witnessing and you're observing and it's okay to observe the information so that you can heal. Absolutely. And the quality of your thoughts. So that's why it's important to actually hear what you're thinking. That's right. To hear what you're thinking and stop yourself and go, is that even true? Right. Like when I have this feeling of self worth, when I went out with my daughter, our daughter for her birthday the other day, we were having this really great conversation 
And she said, you know, I try really hard to remember that on the days I don't feel good, I should not believe anything I say about exactly. myself. Exactly. Yep. Because, you know, when you, when we look in the mirror, what do, what do you see? Do you see what other people see? Because other people see you completely differently. Some people will make you the villain of their story, no matter what you do. But most people who love and support you will see you for the beautiful, wonderful person that you are. Do you see that? Yeah, exactly. When you look in the mirror. Yep. Or do you see your flaws? Do you pick yourself apart? Yep. Do you, you, you start going into a, a judgment dialogue of like, oh, I got wrinkles. Yeah. Oh, my hair. Oh, my face. Oh, you know, my skin. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, do you go into a litany of judgments? Yeah. Well, like the other day on the panel discussion, someone said to me, you're glowing when you're doing your videos and when I've seen you on, on, and I laughed because the last few months I have been going through this purging physically, emotionally and everything. And sometimes I look in a mirror, like when we're teaching classes, and I just see a sad person. I see the tiredness around my eyes. I see and I feel that I'm sad. I know I'm not yep. a sad person, per se. I have sadness coming out. But it was interesting to have someone else tell me that. Mm. That they see someone who's glowing. And I just laughed. Right. Because I was like, well, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. That's how someone else sees me. Oh. And that's... So sometimes it's really important to not listen to, don't listen to someone else negatively judging you, definitely, but um, don't never yes, listen yes, to yourself negatively right. judging you because where do those negative thoughts come from about yourself? And when you find yourself in, in that kind of a negative thought process, that's a flag on the play that your ego and your shadow are trying to hijack you and keep you distracted from something that you're actually probably really moving through. Yeah. When they get that loud. When that's yeah, when they get that loud, it means that you are actually achieving something. And I know that you know, in in a lot of spiritual rhetoric, you say you don't want to believe that you've actually achieved anything because there is so much to do in terms of growth and refining and healing. But you can take it as an indication, a concrete indication. That when your ego and your shadow are coming at you and you have this huge, loud mess of thoughts in your head that are negative, it is because your ego and your shadow are trying to distract you from something that you are actually achieving healing-wise. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely, absolutely 100% okay to understand that that is a prime indication that you are actually achieving something for yourself. This isn't about ego. This isn't about pride. This is about the actual reality of moving forward. Your ego and your shadow will always show you the way because they will always project the heaviest at you right before you make a breakthrough. Yes, that was this week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for me. Right? Oh my God. I thought I was, it's, it was, yeah, that was, I can, I will just admit it. That was, there was one day this week that was so heavy where the despair Mm -hmm. over it and I just had to cry and you have to not get dragged down with the thoughts yep. and you, I just cried to purge because you know you like you tell me all the time crying's my superpower because yep. it's fastest for me and I just was like yep yeah, I just have to I just have to purge this out because it's not true yep. it isn't true it wasn't true at all but it was something that my nervous system needed to get rid of and there's all there's a lot of memes that i've seen going around that our nervous systems are not um 
we're not learning to regulate them to handle trauma because mm-hmm. we've already handled the trauma. Yep. We've already handled the trauma. When the trauma comes up again, to look at it can feel intense because we're allowing ourselves to feel it, allowing it to move. Yep. We are then reteaching our nervous system to handle joy because yep. that is what we're actually here to, to be. Yep. Our natural state is one of love and joy. But you have to reprogram yourself, especially if you've been very traumatized by things mm-hmm. and events or people. Yep. And we've gathered that into our nervous system. Like one of, you know, one of the things that, you know, I had lifted off of me was the impact of someone else. Yep. And, you know, my guides came in and were like, oh, we'll just take this off. Yep. You're done with this. Now. Like an energetic yeah. blanket. It's gone. Bye bye. Put on a new one. Yep. <laughs> a good one. <laughs> And that's that's also an, an, another important thing to understand is like it's always good to ask for help. Whether or not you believe yeah. in, in in having guys or guardian angels or anything like that, and you don't believe in that, that's fine because they believe in you. That's and true. they're there whether or not you believe in them or not. Mm-hmm. We're never alone. We always have our guys and our guardian angels at literally our beck and call because they are here to fulfill their contract with you to help and support you evolve. And we pro- have projected onto ourselves for such a long time that we are not worthy of support, that we do not deserve support. So we dismiss the notion that we actually have support of any kind mm-hmm. in our lives, mm-hmm. let alone something as amazing as a guardian angel and actual guides in spirit. But it is a very, very much a truth and it's fine if you know it's not an, you know an idea that you ascribe to i for myself personally know that it is very true mm-hmm. very very true but also you can ask for support from people and if you yep. don't know that you've got people in your in your life yes but yes we offer yes. those kinds of sessions to people yep, yep. we do we, we can do it in personal challenge healer Thank you. Well, you've gotten some really great reviews lately, so I'm going to give you that. Yeah, my, my yeah, fixing um broken mm-hmm. foot, helping helping to cross helping them to yep oh, process this. that yeah yeah and heal from that yep. heal from that um broken bones are easy um apparently I was able to perfectly align four herniated discs in a person yeah that's back. pretty awesome I know um. Uh, plantar fasciitis. Um, apparently, I'm mm-hmm. I'm really good with uh, lung infections, <coughs> COVID, and um, yeah, no, I've I've had some really well. You know, one of my friends, I fixed his shoulder that wasn't working properly for twenty years, and he also had night terrors his entire life until I started working on him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. We've gotten some nice reviews and working with people and, you know, some of the things that I do are a little different. Mm-hmm. I help people re- recode. <laughs> I guess it, it's, it's, a, it's the same loaf of bread, just a same. different slice. Yeah. yeah, I do something similar, yeah, but in my own. Yeah, particle physics and yeah. the energy, energetics of it, like what you do is actually really amazing because it's when I feel you bring up your energy for a healing session... It literally feels the way that I do for my Qigong or my Shaolin healing therapy. So, yeah, like some of the stuff that you are doing or bringing, you're coming into your own where it's just like, oh, I know what that is. It's like, wow, it's like, holy smokes. Yeah. So, 
So we both have our things. Yep. So we can help you through that too. We also have a workshop coming up. Uh, meditation activation on the 17th of december 17th yep. from 1 to 3 central standard time you can join us from anywhere in the world online and if you are in the winnipeg and surrounding area we will be hosting it in person also at i think it's 539 main yep. street in main yeah. street in Ocean. i'll put the link to it in the podcast description so you yep. can check it out on our website and take a look around our website and see Mm-hmm. We'd love to yeah. see you there. Yeah. Love to have you right. join us. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been Kelly. And Kelly. Talk to you soon. Bye.